Hey everybody, welcome to Insufferable Bastards. My name is Carlos Danger, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Brian Spears. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello. So we're recording this all sorts of ways. You know, I got to go into the SD card. I got the Zoom stuff going. The music on Zoom doesn't work. Maybe we'll post the video, although Brian and I just both picked our nose in the opening 50 seconds. So maybe I'll forget the plan of putting it uh, on YouTube or Facebook, you know, the video. But anyway, I guess that's neither here nor there. I guess we're going to talk about three topics, right? Today is uh, Saturday, April 9th uh, in the great state of Connecticut. It's a little rainy out and then it's sunny. I don't know what's going on. But I wanted to talk about a show that I freaking love, a brand new show. It just concluded its first season. I'll even say it's better than Yellow Jackets, the Showtime show that Brian and I oh, are, wow. are stands of, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're big Yellow Jackets fan. And then Brian wanted to touch upon a subject that we've touched upon previously a little bit, but this trend, Brian's watched a few movies that are made from documentaries. There's this trend of recent documentaries basically sometimes being recreated almost shot for shot it feels like into movies or at least streaming movies that are streaming and then third we were gonna and maybe the bulk of the show right we'll, we'll bust through those two things relatively quickly but the third topic is reacting to this article that was in i think it was in slash film is that what it's called yes yeah, slash I, yeah. film and the headline is movies like heat that are definitely worth watching. So that's the agenda. So I guess we'll get into it. I guess I'll go first, Brian, with my uh, pet topic. People should be watching the show Severance on Apple TV. And I think I've just answered why people aren't watching the show. It's on Apple TV. If this thing was on Netflix, it would be a cultural phenom. If it was on HBO, it would be appointment viewing on a Sunday night severance. My cat just walked in. It's going to, if you hear me yowing, that's uh, just my cat. It's uh, I mean, I don't know. What's the, what's the guy's name? Who's the guy? He's the guy from parks and rec is in it. Whatever his name is. I forget his name, Adam, something or other. Adam Scott. Thank you so much. Adam Scott is the star of the show, uh, it, but it's this great ensemble cast. And it's about these people, when they go into work, they work for this corporation of some kind. It's not clear exactly what they do or what this corporation does, but they do have this technology implanted in their head when they go off at their elevator at their work floor to sit in their cubicles. And it's very isolated. It's only the three of them or the four of them, four of them. They switch off. So there's their non-work self who lives in, their, in the regular world and then when they go into the office, they only know they're, the chip activates and they only know the office world. So it's fascinating. Now that sounds like, I don't know how that makes a good show, but it's a mystery. And by the last episode, I guess it was nine episodes, maybe eight or nine episodes. The last episode is just a foot race. It's action, oh, wow. it's exciting, but it's not like action in the blow them up or shoot them up way. But holy cow, this show, it's, it's sort of like Succession has action through words. Okay. Uh, and it, but it's exciting and it has you on the, the edge of your seat. So I can't recommend this show enough, Severance. And, you know, some of the supporting characters said previously on this podcast, you got Christopher Walken, you got John Turturro at the top of their game. John Turturro is, he's a supporting it's, character, uh, but he is, he is outstanding. Is it created and directed by Ben Stiller? 
It is, I think he's the executive producer, and okay. I think he's he's. I don't think he directs every. He definitely doesn't direct every episode, but okay. he directs a bunch of them. Yeah, hats off to that guy, dude. <clears throat> it's a great show. I mean, well, you know, he's on a roll because he had that escape from Denimore, and uh, and then my oh, buddy at work, show. Phil. My buddy at work, Phil, loves this show, Severance. Now, again, I'm exactly the market you're talking about. I do not have Apple TV in it. Every time you mention this, every time Phil mentions it, I'm just like, oh, man, I and I, you know, I just I guess yeah, I don't know if it's worth Apple TV. Is it at is it worth canceling Netflix at this time to go to Apple TV? Because There's not a lot of good on Netflix, but yeah, it's just like Apple TV. Severance, great show. The show physical was good. Uh, the, that the Ted Larry, Lasso, everyone Lasso says is good. It's good. I, Severance, I think, is is probably two steps above it, like two tiers above it. This is, I mean, like I, I mean, think the about minute this, you said Succession and uh, Yellow Jackets, uh, I think it's that good. It it, it keep you know the, it keeps you guessing that much. And the last episode of of the first season, it's coming back for season two, just announced this week. I mean, the last episode we're recording this, it just got released. I think Thursday night. Okay, right? so it's been out for two days. Uh, big, big plot twist, but not a cheap plot twist. But maybe think, oh my, whoa, jaw dropping. Where is it going to go from here? Patricia Arquette is also in it. She is oh, out. Wow. Yeah, she's awesome. She's outstanding in it. I she's, really she's, like that Adam Scott guy. I really like that guy. He, he was in a show called Party Down, and for some oh, reason, yeah. he like he like he really works for me. I, I really think he's actually funny. He's the one we identify with. He's the audience surrogate in this, and he's the everyman. So anyway, severance, severance, severance. I, severance. I just want to throw it out there. Shout it to our thirteen listeners. Uh, and also, if you don't like it, just just stop. Your taste sucks. There should be. Let Let's be honest. If you don't like severance, stick to your whatever. These fucking superhero movies. How many fucking more can they do? Please just just stick with your child uh, toys and all that stuff. Play with your G.I. Joes or whatever. Although I shouldn't say that because we have our friend uh, Shane who plays with G.I. Joes and takes really, but he's he's an artist. He, yeah. he, he doesn't just like put them on. He's kooky for kooky's sake. And that's his thing. He's, he's awesome. Like he's stuff. awesome. Yes. Yeah. So I don't mean it like that. But uh, anyway, that's that. So, Brian, what did you want to talk about? You want to talk well, about these? Uh, you it's just that you, you posted a story on uh, a while social media. Yeah. A while back. And it's insufferable just, podcast. Facebook. Check it out. And uh, it was about uh, crew. Tron. Uh, True, yeah, crime. Uh, true crime, true crime, true uh, crime. Was it about documentaries? But true it was about docs. the true crime docs okay. that are being made into TV movies. OK. Um, yeah, because I don't so, really remember the article, but <laughs> and maybe I'm maybe. But that was the headline. And I, remember I think, yeah, looking yeah, at yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Like it totally was. And and it made me think that I I mean, again, I'm, I've been a true crime guy for a long time. It's it's uh, it's definitely something I'm into. Um, and I find that. Uh, it's been more sensationalized where there are these more like docs or these uh, tabloid shows are really bringing up these, these murders. And now they get a good doc or they get a so-so doc or they just have that doc, but then they make it into a movie or a TV show. I'm watching a, what is it? The truth about Pam with Renee Zellweger. And it's about a woman who possibly, you know, allegedly killed her best friend and then kept her money, killed her mother and it was uh, like not I don't uh, some NBC show, one of those or one of those where like Dateline or something. Yeah, it was something like that. And they follow that format in the show with Bill Hader doing that guy's voice. That is legit yeah. funny. when so, Bill Hader does that. It's 
it's uh, very much, and I've seen YouTube clips of this Pam woman, and you know she's very conceited, very narcissistic. And sure, I watch. I'm 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 watching it in the same way, but it just gives me something to do once a week. I can't say I'm in love with the show, um, but then I watched, and again, it, it it's because I know the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, and then they, then they're like, not compelling, right? I, that's why yeah, I can't yeah. I can't get through any of those. Like they, I rather just watch the documentary. Something. Yes. Yes, and they're sensationalizing things or they're like, you know, we, I don't know if this is true or not. You know what I mean? And and nothing yeah. beats her true confession. Like on a YouTube clip, you can watch this woman confess or or like talk, not not confess. She's being interrogated and you could see all this. And, you know, Renee Zellweger is great, but it's like done for comic timing. Also, I find it weird that it sensationalizes this crime, which you never really think about the other families, the ones that were killed or, or the daughters of the family or the, you know, like you don't think about it. And then because it's more of a TV show. So you're they're in your living room and it just it's getting weirder because I just started watching uh, the girl from uh, Plainville, which was the doc. Now, about this is the girl who she encouraged really allegedly yes. to, to her boyfriend to commit suicide. I, I did watch that documentary. I think it's from By HBO. It was, it was released like seven months ago from what I remember. Yes. And uh, it was a compelling doc, like a really good doc, like really good. And like, but literally the TV show, which is, I don't know how many parts it goes, how many, how many episodes, because I made it through, I think the first episode and I started the second where they're going into like a backstory, like a love story between the two people. Maybe. I mean, it looks like they're definitely people. The, the, the girl with the bushy eyebrows who doesn't have bushy eyebrows in the TV show. So it's distracting. Um, she played by one of the fannings. And again, they're, they're, you know, they're creating a backstory. Not they're not creating a backstory, but they're like making a lot like a backstory that I'm supposed to be compelled to like. Again, I know how all this ends. I, yeah, and it's almost like those taking a documentary that's recent that got a lot of exposure and just, I don't know, I almost feel they're making it to, oh, wait, this there's a demographic that's, I don't well, want to yeah, say too, like, I don't, like, I'll just say it. They're too dumb to watch documentaries. Exactly. But they'll and, sit there and watch it with an almost fictionalized version but of like it, a as long as it's people pretending it. like, to be. Yeah, yeah. Like a lifetime Hallmark the, view of it where, like you're mixing your emotions. Like they're trying to make me like, you know, of course it's the central character. You want to like that person you want in that doc. It's, it's just the facts, man. Right. Yeah. It's, it's cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. I do know what you mean. One thing that's fascinating too, is for some reason I'm okay with there'll be podcasts, true crime podcasts that have been turned in to shows. I'm thinking of the shrink next door specifically. And for some reason, that works. I don't know if it's costing it's audio and you build your own images in your head, but I thought the shrink next door with Will Farrell and uh, Paul Rudd was actually better than a, the podcast yeah, it was podcast, based on. Okay. I don't know why, but then I look at the eyes of Tammy Faye where it's Jessica Chastain, I believe who just yeah. won an Oscar. Didn't she just yeah. win the Oscar for that? And it won best makeup. Yep. It won best makeup, but I mean, that's almost the opening. I don't know. I just feel the documentary uh, on that is more compelling Again, than the movie, the, the, and maybe it's because of, maybe it's visual. I don't know what it is, but I I do get, I can't watch them. I can't watch these these documentaries. I I mean these movies based on documentaries that I just watched also, that are really they're, good. They're not uh, like it's a weird like trend. This. 
Yeah, well, there's the, the the Tiger King one, which is a parody. I think I can't. Yeah, I can't even watch. Like it. again, I only watched one episode and said this is not. I mean, I you know I feel it's like the biopics. Watching, it's like they would do biopics all the time, and they're yes, always cheesy yeah. and terrible. You know what I mean? You get one good one every ten years, maybe. But then even the ones they say are good, you look at it, you're like, it's a Buddy Holly story, whatever from with Gary Busey back in the day. Really, any good? No, it's really not. Uh, but now that's been that's been sort of downplayed. And now it's all these these true crime things. It, it, and, it and is again, quite I, a trend. I, I guess that I'm annoyed that it's a trend that that this true crime is such a like an in thing now. Like it's a meme, you know, like let's watch crime dramas on Netflix, you know. And what I don't like is just watch the doc. It's really good. It's really yeah. good. Like so. Well, so. The other thing that I just noticed. All right. So today I was just watching, you know, I was doing laundry this morning and I put on, I was folding the clothes, the invisible pilot. I think it's called on HBO on HBO. I haven't watched that one yet. Just came out. I believe within the week, there's only one episode. It's good, but what they're doing with these documentaries now. See, Yeah. They're making them long. Well, they make them long and then they, they hear the facts. Like they know the facts going in. I don't want to spoil it in any way, but they're presenting the documentaries now to be compelling as if they're fictional. You know, the the narrative is set up a certain way. They're making them TV shows. They're making them a formula to almost too much formula. Like, yeah, there is something good about a doc for a moment. Sometimes documentaries can get a tad boring or a tad like uh, like you're watching uh uh, 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 in like school, like a presentation. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, I muted myself. But you're saying like, yeah, they can be like a corporate film that you're watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, training that's video. That's kind of cool. That's kind of like what I like about it. Because it, but then when you do this, I, yes, like totally- they're going to this extreme where they're they're with. It's deliberately withholding information that should probably be given to you up front just to take you on this ride, but they, they have the answer. Like, is the guy dead or alive? They know, you know, at the beginning yeah, of this documentary, yeah, yeah. whether the guy's dead or alive, but in, you know, that it is interesting the way doc documentaries are being narrow, not narrated, but the, the, the narrative is like a feature film. And then the feature films are, are, are taking documentaries and, and being made into feature films. So I don't know. The line is gone, ladies and gentlemen. So that's our, that's our rant on that. Uh, these fucking superhero we'll have to we'll have to change that to documentaries <laughs> but all right so that's that right did you have anything else you wanted to add about that no, no, that was it yeah yeah so and then the third thing we're going to talk about real quick here is this article uh that that i came across just like uh, on facebook you know i mean let's be honest here brian and i are trying to produce a podcast a week brian's been very busy i'm extremely busy at work to the point where it's like the other night i was up until 1 30 and then I woke up at 3 a.m. realizing uh, I had more to I had, I had to do something. And so I worked from 3 a.m. until 11 last night. So it's just been nuts. But so I don't know, you know like this is kind of a, this is a B tier show. We had our I mean, we brought down Will Smith. We, I, I am absolutely convinced that our commentary on the Will Smith bad reaction that that last episode we did. Absolutely. The Academy saw that saw that. I don't care what John Amenta from Pinta Comics says. That's us. We got him banned for 10 years. So you're welcome, America, for that. But anyway, slash film. Now, this is an article. It's called Movies Like Heat that are definitely worth watching. It actually came out a while ago. But these, these, it's by Gino Orlandini. 
I'm going to say Gino Orlandini. That's what I'm going with. I apologize if it's wrong. It was actually published November 18th, 2021, but has been recycled on social media and Facebook to get, you know, jabronis like me. I saw it. I was, oh, let me just click on this. What do they mean? Movies like Heat that are definitely worth watching, not realizing it's an old article. And that goes to a whole, speaks to a whole other thing going on with these movie magazines on the net. They are bleeding, it seems. I mean, there was just a giant bloodletting at the AV club where the new owner said to people, all right, come move to California, writers in Chicago. Oh, you don't want to? Well, we're not going to. Sorry. Meanwhile, the pay is you can't live off the salary. There's no way you could even just the airfare to get the, uh, the, you know, they're not getting paid enough. So it was almost like they did it just to rid themselves of a whole bunch of writers. So, I mean, one thing I'll say, Severance, best show on TV at the moment. I mean, other than I I think, or I put it with the Lakers show, the Showtime winning show. Yeah, we probably should have mentioned that. It's as good as that. Uh, But the AV club, because they've been gutted, they don't do a recap every week of Severance. They, they're not reviewing Severance. I mean, The Walking Dead and all its god-awful spinoffs they've been doing. So it's just evidence at how far like entertainment journalism yeah. has, has fallen at this point. And this article is also proof of that, the fact that it's so old. So Slash Film is probably, and I don't mean to dump on them, but you know, it is what it is. Movies like Heat that are definitely worth watching. And they go on, or Gino goes on to talk about uh, the sound and the, the shootout from Heat and how iconic it was, partly because Michael Mann, the director, used sounds that were recorded from the blanks as they shot the scene. And it has that great echoing effect because they're in like a cavern of, of, of skyscrapers there. And it's a very memorable, great scene. So the, uh, he says, all right, if you like that, you like that epic feeling, here are some other ones that have the same vibe, I guess. And, and I mean, he's so unique that just the premise yeah, right there I, is, is, is it's really tough. It's really tough I, to do this a crime cop epic. I don't know. How do you, how do you do this? Cause there was a couple on this list that I, I mean, again, I think it's totally subjective. Yeah. It's totally subjective. I, guess I mean, that, I, I, I was thinking more like when I think heat, I think heist, you know, yeah, I mean? you I could think, do, you could go that way. I mean, there's a million ways you can go, I think with it, but I mean, this list stinks. I mean, that's <laughs> at the end of the day, unfortunately, this list is terrible. The first one the guy suggests is collateral. Yeah. Another Michael Mann movie, but I thought that was definitely B tier. Michael Mann. I thought that I found that movie boring. So I would say like, you know, if you're going to do, why not? How can, how do you do this list and not throw in Michael Mann's heat? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Michael Mann's thief. Thief. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I couldn't see you. You must've been thinking I was nuts there for a second. Well, again, cause that's what I, the same thing I was thinking, which is, I think it's just added to uh prime. So if you have prime, you can watch thief, which is a highly, I highly recommend that movie. And and just not to even put that on this list, I don't get that. I think it's, it's bizarre. Just, is it too old? I mean, I know I, I, I know was going to say it's going to be too old, probably. Like maybe it would be retro enough, but uh, I, I mean, just Thief think is it's, definitely for a long time. Thief was absolutely underrated and a lost classic, but I feel like it's been exposed as one of the great. Everyone says that now. I'm, I'm, I feel there's yeah. a huge awareness now to Thief, which I stupidly called Heat because they're so similar to me. They're almost interchangeable. Yeah. It's almost like the characters in Heat, uh, James Conn's character could have been. Well, that's the way it's I the always look world. at it. It's, it's the prequel to Heat. You know what I mean? It's in that right. same thing. You know, this is just Absolutely. another. This was the mission before the, this one. You know what I mean? That but kind of like, you know, it was made in 1981. 
this is like before superhero and Marvel movies took over the entire culture. So if you're a nerd or a fanboy who doesn't like character studies and movies that don't have explosions or shootouts or doesn't have the propelling narrative that a severance has where something is always happening. And there's, I think there's a huge segment of the audience today that can't handle that. They can't handle slow movies. So if you don't, also, you're not going to like thief. If you're, if you're in that crowd, if you have also, bad taste, I mean, it's James Khan. like, but this is part of force. You know, yeah, this is not Elf James Khan. This is not him in Vegas. This is not him. This is the this is why James Khan is like still a legend to me. Um, and it's simply this movie. It also has James Belushi probably in the greatest role he'll ever have and ever be. Like he's yeah. not a joke in this. And Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson is very good. I mean, just for the hipsters alone, it's got Willie Nelson. There you go. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you, how you don't do that. And I was going to actually try to see if I could play a, uh, a clip from from the movie but it's sort of this is from thief i can't get it to come up because it's behind the thing imaging so maybe oh, i won't do that that's really annoying oh there Play it on. go ahead put your hands on your head spread your legs now Ooh. hey you you goof look at the wall i am the last guy in the world that you want to fuck with so yeah, I love that he calls yes. he calls somebody a goof, right? Who says that? Uh, Thief is a is a masterpiece. I I love that movie uh, so much, and it's surprisingly not on this. So now, Brian, you you can see my screen, right? Yes. Next one. Do you want to read the next one? Uh, it's Ronan. I never even understood this movie whatsoever. Um, this is way too convoluted. I guess it's known as uh, if not the last or one of the last of John Frankenheimer's action movies uh i just thought this was i don't know i it's got some know. good good action in it i guess it's got yeah, like one, but I this guess. is this is a bad movie I, i'm surprised this has got some retro love i guess going on i don't know how that's happening i don't even think the acting like see that's like i like it's thief thief has performances it has heart heat has performances it has heart it has great action this only really has the action to me i never cared about any of those characters or I just didn't get it. So I'll, you know, I would I'll take that being out. dumb. Hey, would, what would you swap in for that? Cause we're kind of like throwing in our own movies. Anything you'd, you'd swap in. I think, well, you have a list that you wrote down. So I kind of agreed with all those. No, like, I just don't think this, this does not make me think of heat though. This, this one makes me angry. Um, oh, well, if I had to throw one in from your list or I'll say uh way of the gun. Absolutely. Way of the gun. Yeah. If you want like a shoot 'em up, a straight shoot 'em up way of the gun, a movie we've mentioned many times, Christopher McQuarrie, before he got lost in the Tom Cruise uh, Mission Impossible world, he made he's the writer of Usual Suspects and he made a great movie, great action movie, a unique action movie with Benicio Del Toro and Ryan Phillip uh, and Juliet, uh, Juliet Lewis and Jeffrey Lewis and Jeffrey Lewis. Yeah. Reviewed it and talked about it at length. On uh, Pint of Comics, Way of the Gun's a great movie with a great uh, Jeffrey Rush performance. So uh, that's that. Uh, Jeffrey Lewis, not Jeffrey Rush. The Thomas, um, this is the next movie, movies like Heat uh, that are definitely worth watching. The Thomas Crown Affair, and not the original with Faye Dunaway and Steve That's Queen. the other thing. Pierce Bronson, the Thomas Crown Affair. The Thomas Crown Affair is a lot more fanciful than the gritty Heat. 
after all, it starts this. It starts this. I can't even. I'm not even. I don't know what on earth. Handsome and ir- ir- irrepressibly dashing. dashing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right there. That's the movie you want to watch on a Saturday. You know what sucks about my life? This movie, like movies, we recommend to you. Every one of those stupid lists in those like our movie pages. This is always comes up in like they're recommending me to watch this like on Prime on Netflix. <laughs> Oh, it drives me nuts. Yeah, it's so I, I saw it once, never need to see it again. I've never seen it, so I should throw uh, that out there. But like I don't understand how you and what planet do you watch heat and then you're like going through, oh, let me watch the Thomas Crown affair for a similar experience. No, this, that is awful. On this list, I think this might be the worst one. It's uh, bad. It's bad. Yeah. Then he recommends if you like uh, heat, you should watch the 2010. Ben Affleck, I think he directed it. The Town, which is... All right, right here. The Town and Tombstone, to me, are the most overrated movies. I won't say they're horrible movies to they're all you fine. idiots out there. They're fine. They're good. They're, you know, they're, they're worth a watch. But The Town is so overrated. Oh, my God. Like, And for people to think this is as good as Heat, you're... Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Or even similar, like to be mentioned in this when there's so many others, I guess that's our point. The town is fine. It is what it is. But there's so many other movies that you could throw on this list other other than the town. You had deep cover, which is a movie no one knows about. Go watch that movie. I I, I got to do that again. I I mean, I haven't seen deep cover in years. Uh, I know it was just on HBO. I'm definitely going to watch it again. Uh, but I remember seeing that in the theater with you back in the day, and we watched it a bunch of times and just loving yeah. it. I believe is like, it directed really by Bill Duke? Movie. Is it oh, Bill Duke? Uh, I don't know about that one. It might be. I might be wrong. Uh, but it's it's Lawrence Fishburne and, and Jeff Goldblum and that Jeff hair. Goldblum. Oh, and Jeff not Goldblum is Academy Award Academy Award winning. He should yeah, like for this. He's he's like fly good in this, and he's not like the quirky Jeff Goldblum that he is now. Like he's, he's not scary. Jurassic Park. Or Independence Day, he is amazing, and I want to say it's it's Larry. It's like this might be one of the last movies that he, it was Larry Fishburne. You know what I mean? Because I think after this he went Lawrence. Like, uh, but God damn, is he really good in that? And here's a, a quick clip from that. This is where uh, Jeff Goldblum, the drug dealer, uh, Lawrence Fishburne is an undercover cop working to be his partner. So, and they have this bizarre. Uh, a relationship and this is after jeff goldblum has been repeatedly smacked by a guy and this is this is a great nothing happens really in this scene but it's definitely a a neo-noir it definitely if you're going to say heat has noir qualities deep cover is is on a whole nother level in in terms of its noirish if that's a word i knew from that moment that barbosa was going to kill david unless david killed him first my whole plan was coming apart and then the, the guy in the background is the guy yeah. from whatever the, the horror he, character, right? That Lucy recognized that little bald guy. He was in like Motel Hell and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, and I and think he was the in other a, guy is one flew is over a, the cuckoo's nest. And the other guy is the uh, the bad guy in every 70s uh, or an 80s TV show. Yeah, so definitely deep cover should have been on this list instead of the town. Okay, going down. He's got casino. All right. I can't really. I think Casino I is. I don't think this is a height. Like, see, this I don't think is in the same vein. I, maybe I it's epic. If, you, if you're just going for, for epics that involve criminals, I think you could throw Casino on there. Uh, I don't know if I would put it on this list. It's not. It's a it's a good movie, though. Like, I won't argue with this movie. If, if it gets more people to see Casino, although it's. I, 
I do feel I remember seeing Casino in the theater, probably with you back in the day and being really disappointed because it's so similar to Goodfellas. But Casino is one that has definitely grown on me. And I just whenever it's on, I'll I'll watch it. It's really a master. Just just Sharon Stone's death scene alone is worth it. Woods is awesome. James Woods is is very good. It's very, very good. in it. Then he cites Carlito's way, which. Okay, I'll give him that. I, I like Carlito's Way. Carlito's Way is sort of, this is the dumb man crime movie. It's it's so ridiculous in a lot of ways. But that's Sean Penn, Al Pacino, yeah. their performances and their relationship really to each other. Yeah. It's very good. There's a lot really bad about Carlito's Way. You got, let's admit it, it's cheesy as hell. Yeah, it's but got, it's Brian De Palma too, man. Like, so it, 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 it's the performance and the characters that really save this. Sean Penn is amazing in this movie. And like it brings everything. I could care less about uh, Carlito and his girlfriend's storyline. The Penelope, whatever her name yeah, is, yeah, Penelope is Miller. And, and like, listen, so miscast. Fine, but it was also just a bad storyline. But like, I just love the Sean Penn storyline and how it wrapped into Carlito's life. And just that scene, uh, you know, Benny in the Bronx. The the yeah. Grand Central chase scene is just is just magnificent. You know, you love movies at all, and I can't say why I like it. I'm 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 not. I have no uh, business talking about it, but holy cow, it's exciting and compelling also, De Palma, to watch. Like, kind of did one of the greatest, you know, train subway scenes in uh, Untouchables, uh, Untouchables, which this is the Battleship is such, Potemkin, right? It's basically yeah, it's yeah, stolen so from that. It's this is basically kind of ripping that off, but done so well. He's great. I, I mean, yeah, Brian De Palma. I mean, he's one that like he kind of the critics, and I think even around when this came out, the critics of the time would would uh, kind of crap all over to Palma. Yeah, like they always yeah. just compared him to uh, Alfred Hitchcock, like a, no matter what. But I think I think the love for De Palma has people love this movie. So I guess we're not really breaking any new ground by saying Carlitos Way is worth watching. And sure, if you like heat, yeah, you, you should check out Carlitos Way. The Usual Suspects. I don't know if this movie holds up. Uh, I like it for Benicio Del Toro's performance. I'm a huge Gabriel Byrne fan, but it's also got Stephen Baldwin. And, and as much as I like Kevin Pollack, Kevin Pollack is is is, is pretty. The, he's a weak link in this. He's not in it a lot. But uh, yeah. you know what else can we say? Of course. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll, you know what else? All right. Fine. Usual Suspects. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it holds. I watched it recently, and I didn't think it held up to. Chaz Chaz Palantaria well, is is, well, is a weak just, link as well. Well, it, like it, there's great little performances in it, but once the once the story is told, it's hard to watch it again. You know what I'm trying to say? Like yes, and, yeah, and and even more so decades later. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it feels weirdly dated for whatever reason. Training Day. I know a lot of people love Training Day. I just I mean, watched this. I oh, just so does it hold up? This does it hold up? <laughs> I mean, all right, dude. You don't want to know why I watched this? I watched this because. Uh, the Will Smith slap. Um, yeah, the slap. I was like, oh, Denzel is there. Like, I don't I don't know. No, I don't like I guess uh, who's this? The director's Anthony Fuqua. Or Antoine whatever. Fuqua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just this is probably like a, a, one of his better movies, if I had to say, if I had to pick. But again, Denzel's awesome. But I don't I don't know if it was Oscar worthy. Like, I think, you know, Denzel finally just plays a badass. But eh. I don't know what year this came out, but it's almost like it was a, such a mainstream, big budget movie. And to be sort of to be as it has like a little bit of a nasty side. I think that's what kind of it's almost shocking because it's a studio film that yeah. takes a slight risk by 
by casting Denzel, and, and one of our both- biggest movie stars, and like the Gary Cooper uh, of modern age, as as the bad guy. You know, like the only you could only only if Tom Hanks was the bad guy would it have been as shocking uh, in it. But yeah, I, I yeah, and I, I think that's the only way this thing works is Denzel does make it work. Other than that, the plot, the day to day stuff in this is kind of eh, eh, you've seen it all before in other movies. Okay, moving on. And- and then Can't, the next movie I, ju- I just watched, too. I haven't seen this in a while, but I, I am a huge fan. Uh, Drive, starring Drive, Ryan Gosling, yeah. who I, I think that guy's great. He's compelling. Directed by the whoever the hell, however you say that crazy artist guy's name, Nicholas. Uh, I don't know how to say it. I'm not yeah. winding. Renf- I don't know. We're dumb here. I'll go with that. That's a great choice. That's a great choice. And I think in the same vein as as. Uh, as um, as he is, a, as the, he, yeah. sort of that. Yeah, that crime world. And it's kind of cool, but but unbelievably dangerous where you could get shot and killed. It's not doesn't really glorify it, even though it's like rich man crime. These are rich criminals. Then the writer lists Hell or High Water, which which is the Taylor Sheridan movie, which I like, although I think. I, you know, I like the performances, uh, particularly that uh, not the movie star guy, but the other guy is pretty good in it, whoever that dude is. uh, but Ben like, Foster, Ben Foster. Okay, Ben Foster. But oh, he's amazing. Oh. To me, hell or high water. I don't know. It, it, it's listen. It feels it a makes, little redundant to me. There's been, and I'm not saying it's a. Bad it makes movie, me. But, it makes me just want to watch No Country for Old Men. If that makes uh, like, I think it's yeah. a good movie. I don't. But I also really love this dude's. Uh, I don't know if he directed it, but he definitely think wrote it. Uh, Wind River. I love that. Movie. Oh, Wind River. Okay, yeah. You know, and uh, but this one. It's not like, again, I think you said it. Performance are good. We're always into that performance. So I'll give up some story and I'll give up some, you know, plot stuff. I also thought I've seen uh, Jeff Bridges in that role before, if not necessarily that role. It's just, I don't know. And again, I done this movie was done way better and it's called No Country for Old Men. Yeah, it, I know it it's also it's a throwback but... to like sort of the I mean, even you could uh, to me, it, it reminds me of the it's, it has a Sidney Lumet vibe to it a little bit. Okay. I don't know. It's good, though. It, it, it's, it's I think good. Taylor it's Sheridan grew. Movie. He grew up watching a lot of the same movies we did. So it's a it's sort of a faithful uh, recreation of those old cool uh, crime movies so that, you know, and of course, it's the it's the cowboy in a car. Uh, yeah. But it, it's also I mean, I hated 1883 and go back to listen to my yeah. solo I just found it like offensively bad, such, such melodrama, such knots landing Falcon crest melodrama. And to think like this guy, Tyler Sheridan, he made hell or high water. I guess he wrote on, he wrote Sicario. He wrote, uh, I, I don't, and, and you wind river, wind, wind, wind river, river, I, which I think you, is, oh, I don't know what happened to so him. Good. Like, I hope he like, those were great. Well, he does Stop Yellowstone. Doing, yeah, I hate That's, Yellowstone. I Ugh. know, but you know, I mean, dude, we hate Marvel too. That's so true. we're in yeah. the minority. Yeah, right, we're not going to win movie. over. I LA. just watched. I just watched this movie. All right, yeah, you talk about it. I'm talking too much. Oh, this is the listen, name. I it. don't know. Oh, it's called L.A. Confidential. I was just going to get to that. This is probably Sorry. the greatest movie of this era. Of like this, uh, you know, what was it? Like it you know, came out like the same noir. year as, no, as no, no, Jackie Brown. Like film noir, oh. but it's trying to be of what is it in the 40s? Oh yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's yeah, it's definitely uh, There's noir. No definitely movie, like any movie they make right now, and they set it in the '40s, it never works. I don't know why this movie works. This movie yeah. is so freaking good. I could watch this movie every day. I've talked about it. Like I love Dead Heat. I love like wacky, stupid 
80s horror movies to watch he- uh, highway to hell like when i'm in the in the shop sculpting or molding but i could put this this usually i don't put on a serious movie you know what i mean i don't put on something that's good you know that i'm gonna really like want to watch this is a movie i could literally have on all day long there's so much in this movie hush, hush on the so QT. rich even oh, the soundtrack oh, oh this movie i don't the acting in this is incredible guy pierce where the hell is this guy this guy is amazing now now he doesn't you know he did memento as well but like he's sort of not there anymore russell he's oh he's good in like small parts and little i don't even know where i saw him recently in something oh it was was it uh the the I hbo uh delco oh, yes. thing yeah, i Del- think he yeah, might have yeah, been yeah, in. Yeah, sorry yes. he was he was uh it's, doesn't matter boyfriend um yeah, L.A. Confidential, it, it, it's a classic, it's a masterpiece, and it holds up. You, you think it shouldn't, but it Danny should, DeVito, but Russell I mean, Crowe, everybody, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey's good. The guy from, you know, Babe the Pig guy is a legit, oh, Richard scary, Cromwell, man, yeah. Scary bad guy. I love L.A. Confidential. Biff Stenslin, whoever that guy, you know, I just love that name, Biff Stenslin. James Elroy, man. And by far, far and away the best James Elroy well, yeah, adaptation. Again, never, I mean, after this, been. right? They 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 saw the money this made and it was so good. They tried to get Brian De Palma to make the Black Dahlia, and it's it's a it's a disaster. Oh, it's unwatchable. Also, I believe this show has been made into a TV pilot every decade that just never gets picked up. Unbelievable. Look it up the trivia. You gotta look that up, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right. Uh, here's one I just watched. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched probably 90% of it. The Dark Knight. We had this on at work the other day. Starring Heath Ledger and Christian Bale and Morgan Freeman and Maggie Gyllen- Gyllenhaal, who doesn't really... <laughs> so bizarre. And whoever the dude who plays uh, Two-Face, whose name escapes me. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's got Aaron a big Eckhart, cast. Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart and Gary Oldman is in it. The whole world's in this movie, but... Ah, gee, this is, uh, I remember liking the dark night when I first saw it, my kids are screaming upstairs, but uh, this does not hold up. This does not hold up at all. I mean, Christian Bale's voice is, is comical when he comes in and does his voice thing. It's comical. Now, the funny thing is I might like this more now than when I did when I first saw it, but again, I'm not a huge fan. Um, probably too dark for me well it, to for see comics. it well you haven't seen the batman i mean the batman no. it, i mean one thing that's visually uh hits me about watching the dark knight after having just seen the batman is how clean this movie is it has an aesthetic okay. to it that makes it look fake i'll give i think i like the batman more uh, even though the batman it gets really boring and it gets bogged down there's way too much of it but it creates it's the the gotham city of joker as opposed to to this, which looks more uh, sterile. I I also think like putting, this almost offends me. If you like Heat, you're going to like The Dark Knight. It offends me as much as The Thomas Crown Affair. There's no (laughs) way. These these movies are, The Dark Knight is, it's it's still a, it's still a silly story of a guy dressing up like a bat. It's still, it's still a children's tale. It's still this it's it's dorky. not real it's it's comedy. yeah and yeah, it, it, it's it, like the hero's gonna win you know the outcome of it it before tries you i mean i'll give it credit it tries to be like okay it's a stupid it's made for kids this is a this is comp this it just i can't even get it out because i'm frustrated but it try yeah it has the bank scene at the beginning yeah and it apes and copies something like heat but to put this on the dark knight next to it come on you gotta be you know i know every dork in the world dressed up like heath ledger after this 
But well, I get also, Heath Ledger's performance, okay, he's good, but I don't know. The constant, well, I've said the, it before, the constant man. licking, the constant thing he does with his tongue is really distracting. I, listen, I've said this before. The role is a good role. I think you could have given this to a bunch of actors of that ilk at that time, and anyone would have done amazing. But again, I'm not the hugest fan of this. Again, I don't like uh, what uh, Batman. I don't like that Christian, guy, Bale. Christian Bale. And I, I guess I have to admit, I don't. I'm not a huge, huge Christopher Nolan fan. That yeah. At the end of the day, I feel the same. Uh, it may be like I said after watching The Dark Knight. I I think it's. I hate to say it's overrated because I was one. I, I was singing its praises when it came out. I was like, oh, that's a good movie. But I'm watching it with my son, and it's kind of. Christian Bale's voice is, is so distracting. It that, is laughable now. It's it laughable. Really I don't, laughable. It, well, talk about mass psychosis. How did that get in? Like, why did we accept that? It's so stupid. He's like, there's there's like a, you know, a scene where he's normal Bruce Wayne. And then 30 seconds later, he's like, why are you yeah. doing that? And, you know, and the fact that Maggie, what's her name, knows he's Batman. But nobody, hey, why do you do that voice, dude? What's that voice about? Why didn't you? So that's the whole list. And so I just wanted to mention a bunch of other things here, Brian, you and I, I'm sure are on the same page here of things that we'd recommend. Now, we've already talked about Thief. We already talked about uh, Way of the Gun. We already talked about Deep Cover as movies that should have been on this list. If you like Heat, you will like those three movies. I would also throw out a movie we've talked about a bunch of times before, and it's a it blows my mind that it's not on this list because I believe Heat, the end of it, is an homage to Bullet. Steve McQueen yeah. in 1968, final climax in an airport, just like he It's very similar. And it's also, you know, the cool cop who doesn't say much. Uh, Bullet is, is very much a, a grandfather to Heat. Uh, the next movie I would recommend, uh, I have the, you know, the poster upstairs, Straight Time, starring uh, Dustin Hoffman and Harry Dean Stanton. And a young Gary Busey. Gary Busey has a, an extended cameo, but he brings a lot to it. Teresa Russell is the love interest. Uh, what's his name? Uh, M. Emmett Walsh as uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman's probation officer. So it's based on a book by Eddie Bunker. So Eddie Bunker was uh, in jail his entire life, was was buddies with Danny Trejo in, in uh, San Quentin, and then was an author, was writing the whole time. I was addicted to drugs and all that. So Straight Time is very much based sort of on his life and his experiences. It's about, Dustin often plays a career criminal, a, a thief who just can't stay straight. He cannot Max, stay out of jail, no matter Max, what he does. Max Dempo, right? Max Dembo, Dembo with Dembo, a B. Dembo, Dembo, yeah. Dembo. Yeah, I remember one of, the, uh, one of the great performances. I mean, it's up there with Al Pacino in or Marlon I, Brando in The Godfather. I put I put Dustin Hoffman in Street Time along any of them. He's so this good. This is, I think, a movie that is somehow not seen enough, um, like grossly underappreciated. I think more people should see this movie. Funny thing is, I remember when I was doing this movie, I sell the dead. I had to stay like at one of the producer's house because of weather. And I remember getting there and, you know, freaking out like all right i gotta stay at this guy's house but it made me feel so good he had a freaking copy of straight time and i was able to put that on relax and go to sleep and it made me feel good that like all right this guy has good taste in movies and that made me like i'll never forget seeing straight time on someone else's shelf and probably the direct correlation to heat i'd say is that straight time is very much a movie about the criminal mind well, as again, is heat as is and 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 thief like if thief and straight time 
that those they're that's companions. the crew. Yeah, they're companion pieces. Like that's a a perfect double feature, triple yeah. feature. The Dark Knight is not about the criminal mind no, in any way. No, no, <laughs> it's, no. it's about like, a guy who dresses as a as a clown. I mean, come on, uh, it's entertaining, but because again, Heat is about like that. Ha- See, what people confuse is it has that. You know, before you had to put in uh, tape two of the disc, has that great epic gun battle. But that gun battle is only good because you really get to know those characters. You're so invested by yes. that point. I mean, yeah. Tom Sizemore holds up a little kid that you feel that like you. Oh, my God. But that's because, again, if you watch movies like Thief and, Str- and Straight Time, they might not have that explosive scene their characters have those explosive scenes. And yeah, I if you just let it wash over you, I, I challenge yeah. you not to be at the end of straight time. It's, it's moving. Yeah. Uh, and not, 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 not happy movies. And the other one we've, we've mentioned it a bunch of times on this podcast, 1981, Burt Reynolds directs and stars out of the blue between stroke race and Smokey and the bandit yeah. Two, Sharky's machine, a bizarre cop movie. And I just brought up the, the cast, Brian and I can see. I'm not going to release this video. It's too. Uh, but you got Burt Reynolds, Rachel Ward, I believe, in her debut Charles performance. Charles Durning. The great Charles Durning. Brian Keith. We forget about, yeah. you know, between Keith David and David Keith, we forget about Brian Keith. Uh, Bernie Casey, who has one of the he most bizarre, he gets shot, and his scene with Burt Reynolds is, 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 I can't believe this was in a mainstream movie. Henry Silva as the coked up bad guy. Yep. Uh, so great in it. And then this guy, who I guess I mean he's been in a million things. He was Richard, in Fletch. He was, he was in uh, Fletch. Wasn't yeah. he the editor in Fletch? Yes, he was. Maybe he was in Moonlighting or something like that. Maybe I'm oh, wrong. I'm but sure. yeah. Richard Libertini as as a cop. Like you'd never think these are clearly Burt Reynolds got his buddies in this, yeah, right? Doesn't it feel buddies. like that? It's such an odd cast. And Burt Reynolds was the director. He was at the top of his movie star frame of fame when he made this. So I love Sharky's Machine. It's not a perfect movie by any means. It's also, I guess, quote unquote, problematic uh, these days. If you watch it, it's not. It, it will offend yeah. you, but it's that, not that's a what it movie. is. I also just remember this as being on those Saturday afternoon movies, whether it be Channel Nine, Channel Eleven in the New York area. That. Sharky's machine was on once, once, once a day, once a weekend. And it's like so many cliches. It's supposed to be like sort of the beginning, you know, it's Burt Reynolds as, uh, as dirty Harry, you know, there's a great opening scene. Like every movie in the eighties had to have, where he shoots a guy and he's got the one liner, but then by the end of it, like halfway through, he's falling in love with Rachel Ward, who's a high-end prostitute. But then it's got like these, it's, it's about existentialism and like, it's just a bizarre, a uh, great crime movie uh, made by Burt Reynolds. I tried going back for the heck of it because I think I think the guy who one of the uh, what's his Alexander is a Chris Alexander was the Fango editor at one point yes. and he was Rue Morgue. Yes. Yes. I think he had recommended Malone. I could be wrong. Which oh, is a, really another. Yeah, it's a it's a Burt Reynolds movie. It's an interesting cast because it's what's his name from uh, it's it's the guy from The Walking Dead who uh, got his leg amputated and you met him. Didn't you, you know, the, uh, the older guy, oh, oh, the yeah, farm, yeah, Herschel, yeah, 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 Herschel, Herschel, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. his name is. He co-stars in it and Lauren, not Lauren, but call Lauren Hutton is in it. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just very weird. And uh, the bad guy uh, is another famous actor whose name escapes, but it doesn't hold up, but I should probably just edit that out. And but that anyway. guy was Scott Wilson, just so you know, Scott, Scott Wilson. Wilson yeah. yeah. He was also in uh way of the gun. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Malone doesn't quite hold up. Well, he's like got that, the like, wig in that one. 
Yeah, like big time. Yeah, yeah, it, big it's, time. See, it's that, like a character. Him and William that's Shatner. That's a hard. That's a hard watch for me. Like his that era, and and what's great about Sharky's Machine, it's you know, not that inflated like. Cliff Robertson's in it, but that's for the other. The, the yeah, bad guys, Cliff Robertson. Right, yeah. Sorry. Uh, then we 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 recommend State of Grace if you like heat. Check out State oh. of Grace. Uh, John Turturro. It has a he's the undercover cop, or he's the guy. He's the Sean Penn's the undercover cop. John Turturro is the cop who advises him at the very beginning yeah. of the movie. It's a very the uh, you know machismo uh, method acting dripping off them uh, scene dude, there. Gary Oldman on, it introduced the, the world to Gary movie. Oldman. Really put oh. him over the top. He's great. And Ed Harris and Robin Ed Wright Harris. Penn. Said he had to dry out for like a couple months after filming that movie with uh, Sean Penn and and, uh, and Gary Oldman and Gary Oldman. Also, an early appearance by uh, John Winning C. Riley. Times John C. Riley. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, deep. I'm sorry, I said deep cover, but State of Grace is just one of me and Brian's. I highly read that movie. To me, is in and the if you don't three. like it, if you don't like it, you got bad taste. Yeah, it's, just throw it's in the there. top three mob movies of all time in my great. Opinion. Great uh, shootout, bloody shootout at the ending, at the end, which is really good. Uh, so that's that. Then I, R- Romeo was bleeding. Now, I remember Joe Greenberg, our former host, would always sort of hold his nose when I would bring up Romeo is bleeding. He really hated this. And I saw it only has like a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I saw it in the theater and I watched it a couple of times after. But I haven't seen this movie in at least 25 years. So maybe I'm wrong, but it's Gary Oldman coming off of St- uh State of Grace, you know, that's what yeah. I was first. And he had, I don't know. I love Romeo is bleeding. Maybe I'm have it, to watch that one again. I'm going to watch. Roy Scheider has a small part, him and Lena Olin. It's just, I have to see it again. It's it's cheesy, uh, but I don't know. I, I, I always liked Romeo is bleeding. I guess it's not really, maybe it's not worth it to mention with heat, but uh, that's our list. I guess that's it, huh? I feel like that's um, it. I'm running out of time. But yeah, those eight movies definitely should have replaced a bunch in that slash film article, or at least added to it. I mean, how do you not do thief when you're going to talk about heat? Well, that I don't. That is a big misstep. That's, that's actually a huge misstep. And actually, maybe. straight. How do you forget straight time? Because both those are about that lifestyle. It's very, yeah, that it's just the, shows you the guy's thirty-two. The criminal quote, yeah, or he's like maybe I don't know. Maybe the editor's like, oh, listen, we're going towards you know these are people oh, who right. also watch Marvel movies. You know, you don't go too crazy. That but uh, yeah, so watch Severance. Go watch original documentaries before watching the feature yeah, films they're please, based on. Please. And uh, watch Bullet, Straight Time, Thief, Sharky's Machine, State of Grace, Deep Cover, Romeo is Bleeding, and Way of the Gun. So for uh, Mr. Brian Spears, I am Carlos Danger, and this was Insufferable Bastards. See ya! Later! <laughs>